my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely terrific day today, and be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com, the ultimate multiple powder on sale right now for 20% off, along with the product of the week that is pretty much you guys have voted, and it won the COQ10 Ubiquinol, incredibly good product for the cardiovascular system. And uh, I encourage people, thank you again for getting the truth out there. I talked to a, a friend last night, and he was saying how, you know, he's spoken to a lot of people all over the place. And more and more people are continually starting to be more vocal about what's going on. And it's pretty much a duty or requirement of us patriots that we continue to do the same. You know, some people may not be able to get directly involved with certain things or be able to go head on with certain topics, but at least if you can be vocal, if you can talk about it, if you can basically stand up for what you believe, that at the very least makes a huge difference because not only does it spread the truth, it encourages other people. I told you guys years ago about the individual that worked at a dealership in Orlando and this was during the middle of the whole, you know, pandemic, or should I say, plandemic. And he told me how he, him and his wife were, you know, they were wearing the mask. And all of a sudden, he went to a supermarket in Orlando, and he saw an individual not wearing a mask. And he thought to my, he said, he thought to myself, well, this is interesting. This guy's not wearing a mask. I, I want to be like him. Look at him. He's, you know, breathing fresh air. He's walking along freely, unmolested on his way, without a big diaper on his face. I like that. I want to live freely. And he said, him and his wife decided, we're done. We're done playing the charade. And this is going to continue to go on. And I've encouraged people, especially in these blue states, continue to stand up for freedom. L.A., New York, all these blue states. Now, I mean, obviously, there's only so much you can do in some of these unbelievably hard leftist states. There really is, to an extent. And if you need to, then it may be time for an exit strategy out of these states. But on the other side of that, it's time you continue to stand up. And be vocal because as we have seen over the last two and a half years, the only thing that tyrants and evil men need to do to prevail and continue to go on is for pretty much us to just be silent, go on our little way, be happy with the breadcrumbs they give us. I mean, look at what they've intentionally done with the markets over the last couple of years. I mean, they pumped it, they pumped it, they pumped it, free money, free money, free money, easy money, and now all of a sudden they're contracting everything. They're talking about going up on another rake hike again, 2 3 4%. I mean, just running up. I mean, they, I, I read an article earlier. They're talking about the housing market as far as mortgages could be up below right under 10% by the end of the year, 8 9% mortgages. I thought to myself, wow. You want to contract the market real fast, <laughs> you do that. But again, this is all planned, guys. This was an accident. They're not doing this because they're trying to reduce inflation now. They knew exactly what they were doing from the very beginning. These guys aren't morons. They play the dumb game. They play it like, oh, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen when we dump you know, $6 trillion in the market. They knew exactly what was going to happen, and we're watching the effects of it now. I saw an article earlier 
about how now Elon Musk is stating that Twitter is basically just a psyop and he's backing out of the $45 billion deal that he had contracted with, you know, Twitter. And I told you guys from the beginning, I told you this months ago when this whole thing was the topic of discussion and how, oh, we can't allow him to acquire this and he can't do this. I told you guys, I said the whole thing's theater. The whole thing was complete and total theater. I said it from the very beginning. I said, I don't think he's going to buy it. I don't think he's going to do it. It would be cool if he bought it and actually made it a free platform. He's not going to. Remember, Elon Musk, the only reason he has so much cash is because of government subsidies and because of bailouts and because of grants and because of government contracts. That's it. A lot of people try to poise this as he's, oh, he's made himself a multi-multi-billionaire because, you know, he, he built it from the ground up. No, he didn't. He was getting multi-billion dollar subsidies out of nowhere 10, 12 years ago. I remember when Tesla came out. I remember when Dad and I actually went and test drove one of those things probably, what, 10, 12 years ago out in Tampa. And they were garbage. We were looking at the numbers on them. Zero resale value. Cars are just pieces of poo. I thought to myself, like, who's going to buy this? You know, eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 car in two to three years, it's worth twenty to thirty grand. Okay, that's 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 a really really effective market. Then people talking about you know Tesla is worth more than GM and Ford and Mopar and Dodge, you know, and Chrysler, all these combined, worth more. I'm like, come on, guys, really? If you watch the videos of those things, like I saw a video the other day somebody sent me of the uh, Tesla Plaid and the plastic panels are squeaking and falling off of it. Everything's squeaking and creaking on the inside. I mean, just, it looks like it's a car that's made in China. Oh, that's right. He does have plants that are building them in China now. Complete and total cheeseball vehicles. But again, this is what happens when you get the government to fund you. It's exactly what happened with Amazon. I had a comment, I had a conversation with my buddy about this last night. We were talking about, you know, Elon or not, um, Jeff Bezos. And I said, Dude, Bezos didn't build anything. He had full-blown government contracts that came in and basically swept him up off the floor. Half of Amazon and what they do is all government contracts on the backside. Still currently, a lot of people don't even realize this, when they got the $600 million contract to house the CIA servers, it's a no-bid contract. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Once you understand this, guys, you start realizing that almost everything you continue to see and everything that's on the mainstream media is continual theater that they constantly push out in order to make you think certain things, make you talk about certain things, and make certain topics the mainstream narrative. We've seen now continual bombardment of this push now and this justification to murder and butcher children. It's sinister. It's sick. It's completely and totally perverse, but why are they doing it right now? They want to normalize it. You've got pretty much every single individual that's corrupt in Congress and the Senate going out now and talking about how everybody needs to have the ability to have free abortions. Everybody needs to have the ability to go out and you know choose whether or not they want to kill their child. Really? Really? That's, 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 the, that's the angle you're going with now. I saw an article earlier the other day. They were talking about pro-abortion groups. Now we're talking about having floating abortion clinics in the Gulf of New Mexico. Now, whether or not they do this, I don't know. We're going to go out and have a giant boat. Oh, we're, we're going to be able to butch your children out on the boat. Come on this boat. 
That sounds really healthy. I, I'd like to see how doctors operate when they start getting five and ten foot swells out in the Gulf. Oh yeah, that's that's going to be really safe for everybody involved. Are you kidding me? No, that's what they do. This is what they're pushing. This is what their overall goal is, and this is why they constantly try to go in and normalize the perversion and normalize the corruption. They want you to get used to it. They want you to say, okay, fine, we'll just let a little bit more slide. And what's ironic about this, and we've all had this discussion, we've talked about this repeatedly, this entire thing with the Supreme Court didn't do anything as far as restricting abortions. They didn't rule on anything. They didn't say abortions were good, abortions were bad, abortions were ethical, abortions were immoral, nothing. They simply said, this is an improper ruling based on the Constitution. We hand it back to the states. That's it. So why do you see so many individuals, so many governments, so many individuals that are basically in government talking about this and trying to promote it? Well, it's because they know how important it is to have the ritual sacrifices. And as sad as that is, a topic that I don't, I don't like talking about because it's so weird, this has been ongoing since the beginning of time. This is why I told you guys the other day at the end of the show, we had a really good show. Dad and I talked in detail about all these different topics, and it came back to the end where I was bringing up Nimrod, who's the great-grandson of Noah through the line of Cush. And Nimrod was one of the first mighty men that it refers back to in Genesis 6. And essentially, he wanted to build a tower, a one-world government, a one-world order that could never be wiped out by a flood again. That was one of the main reasons why they were building this tower that was allegedly – from what scholars say, miles high. They wanted to be up to the stars. That's why they, it was a giant pyramid. It was a giant stargate. They were opening it back up as a portal, and they wanted to have it as strong as it could be. That's why God said, you know what? I don't even need to wipe these guys out again. I'm just going to make everybody start babbling. Everybody's going to speak different languages. I've had enough of these clowns. Why do they constantly have to keep doing this? And that was basically him being nice <laughs> from what we've seen. So again, my friends, once you start seeing the truth, once you start understanding what's going on, it is crucial that you continue to get the truth out there. You talk about it. You spread the truth. And thank you again for supporting Health Masters and spreading the articles. If you can't share our show, which I encourage you to do on a regular basis, please do so. But if you can't do that, at least pull some of the articles we have on the website from every day and send them out to people you know and continue to push the truth and stand up for what you believe. What do you think, Deb? Uh, good opening, Austin, and you're absolutely right. When you get these people out there, and, and I can just give you a few of them: Bezos, Trump, you know, the Hollywood stars that are worth you know hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. Oprah, Gates, Musk, Carnegie, Rockefeller, all of them are all banker boys. They were all funded through the international banking cartels and given unlimited funding. It's just over and over and over and over. We see this. We've mentioned it before many times that if everything that we owned and everything that was basically servicing the population in the United States, including Walmart and Target and everybody else, was Rothschild Target, Rothschild Walmart. Everybody would say, forget it. We're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to support these guys. But they don't do that. They're too smart for that. They use cutouts, you know, and then they go in and they use people like Epstein, who's Mossad agent. He worked for Israel along with just Lane Maxwell, and they go in and they basically blackmail our politicians. You know, James Trafficking told us the truth. He told us what they were doing and who controlled both houses of Congress. He told us that. And, and we understand that, and we start to see it because, you know, this week Trump slammed Elon Musk for government subsidies, just like you said just a second ago on the, sh you know, the beginning of the show. 
And, and, you know, and, you know, and same thing with Amazon. It's just another government, you know, you know, Rothschild, you know, supported subsidy. I mean, they take hundreds of billions of dollars and they give all these different groups all of this money through all of this free money. And then these people become super powerful, super rich, but they're also being controlled by the guys who gave them the money. And if you've ever loaned money from a bank and you read through the 25 page contract, you've got to read through in order to get the loan. And they tell you that they can call the note due anytime they want without cause, which I always found that clause really interesting. So you pay your payments on time. You borrow $100,000. You pay your payments on time every single month. And suddenly after 12 months, they say, oh, by the way, uh, we're calling it due now. And you've already invested the money into whatever you're doing in the plant infrastructure. And suddenly you're giving up stock of your company to the bank for collateral, and they now own the company. I saw it happen with a friend of mine over in Orlando. He got himself into trouble with a basically a credit line, and he had basically extended the credit line beyond where it needed to go. The bank called it in, threw him out of his own company, big company, about $70 million a year, threw him out of his own company, hired basically a security firm to come in, and then they issued a restraining order on him basically with a trespass warning that he could not come on the property anymore. I mean, I've seen it happen to one of my best friends. And then all of a sudden, they seized the corporation. They took it. They took it. They negotiated a sale. They sold it to another big globalist company. And my friend got a little bit of money out of it when it was all settled here and there that they paid to him for a period of about 10 years. But he lost everything because he went into this contract, and they basically exercised the clause that said they could come in and seize it all if he broke his covenant that he had with the bank. That's how much power you give these guys when you sign these legal documents. I remember one time I was doing these contracts for a car loan. And I started crossing stuff off. I mean, I got, I mean, I got like a black sharpie. I started saying, nope, 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 not doing this, not doing this. And they looked at me. They said, no sale. I said, they said, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean? I can't buy the car. Nope. This is a legally bound document. You cannot make any changes on it. Either you agree to the terms of the sale or we're done. You're not getting the vehicle or the car or the truck or whatever it was or the bank loan. I can't remember anymore. A long time ago. Back to what even a hundred thousand dollars was probably I think thirty thousand dollars, and the crazy part about all of this stuff is that you sit back and you look at it and you go, wow. So whenever you understand that the borrower is servant to the lender because of the collateralized the assets, or they cross collateralize the assets, then you learn very very quickly who owns you. I remember my dad and I talked about this many years ago before he died. He was talking about all the buildings and all the other different things out there. And, and he says, you know, who owns all this? Well, the people who live there. He goes, no, 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 the banks own all this. <laughs> he says that they're all mortgaged. And they, you know, if you don't pay the mortgage, the banks just take it back because he had seen it happen with countless family farms in Iowa during the Great Depression. And he finally realized how twisted the whole system was as far as with the banks. It doesn't matter if you make the payment on time or not. They don't care. They can call the loan for just do call because they want to. No, no questions asked, and then you've got to figure out a way to either lose it all, like my friend did, or basically comply with them, or have your own person basically trespass warrant off your own property. I mean, I've seen it over and over. That's why I warned everybody about those PPP loans, those, those personal payroll protection loans. And I said, this is opening up your entire company to a forensic audit. Now we're seeing it happening all over the country, and businesses are being seized and closed down because of the PPP, and people are being charged with fraud. Because they commingle the funds. And guys, it's so important that you understand that when you get 
things like that involved in your personal life, uh, they can pretty much do whatever they want to do with you and basically subject you to a forensic audit that you've got to pay for. And it's nuts, but that's just what happens. You know, and, and I mean, let, me, let, me, let me step it back since I talk about trafficking for a second. Uh, there's an article that was written by Jeff Sachs, and he's basically a political commentary guy. He's also a, you know, an economist. And he wrote this. He says, Ukraine is the latest neocon disaster. Now, stay with me because I'm going to tie all together what I just told you a second ago. Read you part of this article. The war in Ukraine is the culmination of a 30-year project by the American neoconservative movement. The Biden administration is packed with the same neocons who championed the U.S. wars of choice with Serbia, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Libya, and who did so much to provoke Russian invasion of Ukraine. The neocon track record is one of unmitigated disaster, yet Biden has staffed his team with neocons. As a result, Biden is steering Ukraine, the U.S., and the European Union towards yet another geopolitical debacle. If Europe has any insight, it will separate itself from the U.S. foreign policy debacles. The neocon movement emerged in the 70s. Now, what this is, and I'm just going to be just <laughs> – there was a bunch of liberals, and they realized they couldn't change the conservatives. And most of them were Jewish. Not all of them, most of them. And they were hardcore liberal Democrats. And they decided to convert, especially with the Reagan years, to become conservatives. And they were called neocons, neoconservatives, which means new conservatives. And so they left the unbelievably liberal aspects of their party, and they infiltrated into the Republican Party and became the, quote, neocons, most of them. Let me give you a few of them. It emerged in the 70s with Reagan around a group of public intellectuals, several of whom were influenced by the University of Chicago, political scientists, Leo Strauss, and Yale University, Don Kagan. Neocon leaders included Norman Poritsky, Irving Kristol, Paul Wolfowitz, Robert Kagan, son of Donald. Frederick Kagan, son of Donald, Victoria Newland, wife of Robert, Elliot Abrams, and Kimberly Allen Kagan, wife of Frederick. Now, these people were most all Jewish. Just to mention that because they were extremely liberal. They converted over. The main message of the neocons is that the U.S. must predominate in military power in every region of the world and must confront rising regional powers that could someday challenge the U.S. global regional dominance, most importantly Russia or China. Now, remember – Russia and China were already controlled by the same liberals from the Rothschild banking cartel that had overthrown Russia and China, and they were using these guys subvertly to come into the United States government to overthrow us. Now, their game goal was, and this is what they stated, was to over, make sure that they control Russia and China, but it wasn't. It was to compromise the United States. For this purpose, U.S. military forces should be prepositioned in hundreds of military bases, called close to a thousand, by the way, around the world, and the U.S. should be prepared to lead wars of choice as necessary. The United Nations is used to be by is to be used by the U.S., which is you remember the United Nations controlled through the Rothschild banking cartel through the Balfour Declaration after the League of Nations failed after World War II. You know, the United Nations to be used by the U.S. only when useful for U.S. purposes. The approach is spelled out by Paul Wolfowitz in his draft defense policy guided for the Department of Defense in 2002. The draft called for extending the U.S.-led security network to the Central and European areas, despite the explicit promise by German Foreign Minister Hans-Dietrich Genser in 1990 that German unification would not be followed by NATO's eastward enlargement. Wolfowitz also made the case for Americans' wars of choice, defending Americans' right to act independently, even alone in response to the crisis of concern of the U.S., according to General Wesley Clark, who also talked about the overthrow of seven countries in the Middle East. 
Wolfowitz also made clear to Clark in May 1991 that the U.S. would lead a regime change operation in Iraq, <laughs> Syria, and other so former Soviet allies. The neocons championed the NATO enlargement to Ukraine even before they became official policy under George Bush Jr. In 2008, they viewed Ukraine's NATO membership as a key to the U.S. regional and global dominance. Kagan spelled out the neocon case for NATO enlargement in 2006. He goes, the Russians and Chinese, they're controlled by the Rothschilds, they both have Rothschild central banks, see nothing natural in the color revolutions of the Soviet Union, only Western-backed coups designed to advance Western influence in strategically vital parts of the world. Are they so wrong? Might not the successful liberalization of Ukraine, urged and supported by the Western democracies, be but the prelude to the incorporation of that nation into NATO and the European Union, in short, the expansion of Western liberal hegemony? This is 2006. He wrote this. He Kagan acknowledged the dire implication of NATO enlargement. He quotes one expert as saying, the Kremlin is getting ready for the battle of Ukraine in all seriousness. After the fall of the Soviet Union, both the U.S. and Russia should have sought a neutral Ukraine as a prudent buffer and a safety valve. Now, he goes on to say, I'm going to post this article by Jeffrey Sachs, and it goes into detail and talks about all of these people and what they've done. And what they don't do in this article, and I guess they're being careful as far as not wanting to go out and talk about how the United States has basically gone in with the CIA and overthrown over 50 countries for this liberal expansion of basically neoconservatism. And John Bolton just admitted that he helped plan foreign coups for the United States. Now, he's a hardcore Zionist, hardcore war hawk, and he wants the greater expansion of the neoconservatives' outlook, including the greater expansion of the Israeli project that we talked about with General Russell Clark just a moment ago and overthrow these different countries. And when Trump put him into power and basically made him part of his cabinet, it was a serious mistake. And again, it showed me that Donald Trump either was getting really, really bad advice, Donald Trump wasn't very smart, or Donald Trump was going to be part of the problem. Now, he got rid of Bolton. He did. But now Bolton's coming in now and just hammering Trump for what he did. Now, I mentioned something to you about the Greater Israel Project. Let me explain to you what that was. And, and this is this is a geopolitical Zionist program to transform the geopolitical map of the Middle East. And, and what this basically was, it was called the Oded Zenon Plan, Z-I-N-O-N. And, and basically it was about expanding Israel to make them a world power in the Middle East. And it basically – it talks about the Greater Israel Program, and I, I, I've posted this. It's a document. It's pertaining to the formation of Greater Israel because this Zionist faction, which is the Zionist faction, is the group that runs Israel. It's the group that runs a lot of Christianity in the United States because of the Schofield Reference Bible that we've talked about you know, to nauseam here over and over and over and over again. And it, ma- it makes it that Israel can do whatever Israel wants to do because they're God's chosen people according to these people. And they can expand to the borders that were given to Moses, you know, thousands of years ago, even though God destroyed the country and took it all away from them and scattered them. Okay? And then these Zionists came back and put together Israel through the Balfour Declaration and now are pushing this expansion of Israel into the Middle East. Now, remember, Israel is the home of the coast of Nostra. They're, they're basically, they're, they're, how should I say, that in Switzerland where they cannot be extradited, you know, the Jewish mafia, and also they have other mafiosa groups, too, that are involved with them. You saw this with Lucky Luciana and all of these different people that we've talked about in depth. 
that started working with the United States government back in the 40s. So we need to realize what's going on. Now, the Zionist factions within the current Netanyahu government, this was written a couple of years ago, the Lukhead Party, along with the Israeli military and the Mossad, who are the same ones that hired Jeffrey Epstein to spy on our politicians and to blackmail them. President Donald Trump also confirmed his support of Israel's illegal settlements in his opposition to the United States Security Council Resolution 232334, which confirms the illegality of the Israeli settlements in the occupied bank. According to the founding father of Zionism, Theodore Herzl, the area of the Jewish state stretches from the Brook of Egypt to the Euphrates. According to Rabbi Fishman, the promised land extends from the river of Egypt up to the Euphrates and it includes parts of Syria and Lebanon. When viewed in the current context, basically back in 2006 with the war in Iraq, the 2006 war in Lebanon, the 2011 war in Libya, the ongoing wars in Syria and Iraq, war in Yemen, and the process of regime change in Egypt, you must be understood as in relation to the Zionist plan for the Middle East. The latter consists in weakening and eventually fracturing the neighboring Arab states as part of the Israeli expansionist project. And bear in mind, this design is not strictly a Zionist plan. It's also an integral part of the U.S. foreign policy, which is being controlled by the neoconservatives, namely Washington's intent to fracture and balkanize the Middle East. The greater Israel consists in an area extending from the Nile Valley to the Euphrates, according to Stephen Lenman. Nearly a century ago, the World Zionist Organization's plan for Jewish state included Palestine, South Lebanon, Syria, <laughs> it just goes on and on, a big chunk of, of Iraq, a big chunk of Saudi Arabia. Some Zionists wanted even more. They wanted to land from the Nile on the west of the Euphrates in the east, compromising Palestine, Lebanon, Syria, and also Turkey. And all of this stuff is to create this giant state that's controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel to be a world power. And we went into detail about how Kennedy opposed Israel getting the nuclear weapons back in the 60s and how they were in basically in cohorts with the CIA and Mossad and the mob that was being run by Meyer Lansky and the gang uh, to, in the assassination of John F. Kennedy back in the 60s. And, and we understand all of that now, but we don't want to talk about it because it's not politically correct. You can't mention this because of the American Defamation League, the, uh, you know, the, the basically the, uh, the Jewish Defamation League, it used to be called, the ADL, Anti-Jewish -Def Defamation League. And, and, and what we realize is this. Not all Jews are involved in any of this stuff, which I've talked about multiple, multiple times, but it's the synagogue of Satan doing this. It's the group that I talked about in depth on Tuesday of this week that you did listen to that show that Austin, Austin referenced earlier. It's the same group that basically continued to sacrifice their children to Baal and to Moloch and Asherah from the ancient Egyptian religions, creating the Kabbalah, creating the Zohar, and creating this group of people that claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan that the Bible says in the book of John. Remember, that was written thousands of years ago. The book of the book of Revelation, when John was talking about the book of John, the book of Revelation, when John was talking about this stuff as far as who the synagogue of Satan was. And we need to get this. And you think, well, gosh, this is a pretty strong show today. Well, this show is really unpolitical, not politically correct right now. I got that. But and I'm again, I'm going to say it again. It's not all the Jews doing this. And that's the biggest problem that a lot of people have. They want to just classify them all into this. Many Jews just want to have their lives, have their kids. You know, most of them are basically secular. They don't go to synagogue, and they just want to do the best they can with their families. That's a fact. But you get this group of the synagogue of Satan that wants to run around controlling everything and basically bringing us under a new world order. Remember, Klaus Schwab also claims to be Jewish. He's also synagogue of Satan. His cohort also is Jewish. He's also a secular 
weirdo who basically says that human beings need to be exterminated. All this stuff's going on, but we all want to pretend like it's not happening and that Israel doesn't exert this huge influence on the political spectrum of the United States. And what they couldn't exert through the political spectrum, they did it through blackmail with Jeffrey Epstein and Dislay Maxwell and putting all of these politicians and judges on videotape having sex with underage girls or drugs or prostitutes or whatever they did. And again, I asked a question. You know, Ghislaine Maxwell is now being sentenced to 20 years in prison, which is an extremely light sentence for what she did. But now she's appealing the verdict. And her judge, another Jewish lady, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell is Jewish. Her judge was Jewish, said that she can appeal the sentencing. And so we haven't heard the end of this either. So all of this stuff is being done by the same people who run and control the international banks, the same people who control the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab, the same Luciferian Kabbalists that control State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, and the media, all of it. So you can pretend like it's not happening, which I know you guys don't because you listen to the show on a regular basis, but this is it. This is who's doing it. You say, well, I don't agree with any of this. Okay, fine. You show me that I'm wrong. You send me some links, send me some legitimate links that are basically non-biased, everything that I just said, and I will reevaluate, and I will come back on, and I will clarify if I think you're right. But this is what I've learned after reading tens of thousands of articles, hundreds of books, and 30 years of research. It's, this is what I just told you is what's happening. And we can pretend like it's not. We can't. Remember what Wolfowitz said when he went into Iraq after we invaded Iraq and we hung Saddam Hussein for weapons of mass destruction that they did not have? And when we found him, we did not reinstall him back into power, though we had no weapons. We had him hanged. Remember that? Remember Wolfowitz? He went in and he made the comment that basically he was putting in the first – independently controlled central bank, <coughs> Rothschild Bank, in the history of Iraq, and it was reported by Tom Brokaw on the NBC Evening News that for the first time in the history of the country of Iraq, they had an independent central bank. Yeah, that's, that was the whole point, to go in there and cause this debt expansion of the currency to massively inflate the currency, increase the debt, and to own the country, just like they do in the United States now, and own all the assets of <laughs> in BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard with their with their computer program called Aladdin, which buys and sells as, you know, so many hundreds of thousands, if not billions of bits, bytes per second when it does this, and it has taken over the entire market. And when we understand that this is the group that does this and runs this, then we see more clarity in it. It is the synagogue of Satan. These are the Luciferians, and they include Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, you know, Donald Trump's daughter and his son-in-law, uh, probably Donald Trump, he's probably a high-level mason. And they all work together through the Masonic Lodges, and they basically have transferred this information through the Millennium, not through the Masonic Lodges, but through their own secret societies. And this is the group that continues to run the planet and has done so all the way back to Nimrod, <laughs> you know, building this giant Tower of Babel. And all of the crazy thing that's been happening since Genesis chapter 6, when these we can call them aliens, you can call them fallen angels, you can call them something that's from somewhere else, breeding with human beings, creating these Nephilim bloodline on the planet, or quote, the ruling classes, so they can allow themselves to be, how should I say, uh, let me put it to you this way. When these Nephilim basically breed, these fallen angels breed, or these entities breed with human beings, they create a genetic change in that person. They're no longer human, and it's easier for those entities to come in then and possess those individuals. And they've been doing this now for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, including the British royal family. Don't you remember that? Do you remember Prince Charles? He said that his like his great great daddy, granddaddy, was you know <laughs> Vlad Vlad the Impaler, Count Dracula. 
You look it up. And, and all this group runs around, and all they want to do is come to rob, kill, steal, and destroy, just like Jesus said they did, because their father is Lucifer. And they're the ones who are the children of the devil. They're the snake people. They're the serpents and the vipers, the Bible keeps calling out in the Old Testament. I covered this on Tuesday. And so this is the group that has basically been controlling this planet since Genesis chapter 6, even before that, since the, basically the fall of Adam and Eve when they sinned and basically gave the planet over. And this is the group that continues to run things. That's why we as Christians, because God gave us a reprieve 2,000 years ago when he said himself through his son, Jesus Christ, basically to stand in our behalf, in our gap, to basically reconcile us back to him so we don't have to be part of this evil group. And when you accept Jesus Christ, you're, you're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, and He continue, because he's omnipresent, he continually releases an energy field of healing for you to restore you back to God the Father. Without Jesus Christ being in your life, I'm just going to let you know this, you have no chance whatsoever against what they're doing to us. None. But when you have Jesus Christ... You have every hope because we've already got the victory through Jesus because he said it is finished. Because the Bible says that Satan runs around those seeking those whom he may devour. But he may not devour you as a Christian because you've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. Does that mean you're perfect? No. We all make mistakes. We all do things we shouldn't ought to do. But we confess those sins, but God doesn't see those sins anymore. He sees Jesus when he looks at us. That's why these groups have such an atavistic hatred of Christ. That's what they told Mel Gibson. When he did Passion to the Christ, they were going to destroy him. And they did. Because they didn't want him talking about Jesus. And Jesus in that, that movie, The Passion of the Christ, came right out of the book of John. And they actually changed some of the dialogue to make it more politically correct. I want you to know that, too, by the way. They actually changed some of it, took some of it back out. And I know the Bible scholar they consulted with who told them to remove certain parts of what they were saying about these individuals being the children of the devil. Just thought I'd mention that, too. Because... They did not want to have that much more blowback going towards them, that much of a floodlight being shined on them. But remember, you could be a Kabbalist like Madonna is or Katy Perry is or most of the Hollywood people are. or most of the, They're all Satanists. They all are part of the synagogue of Satan. And when you understand that, you realize it's the same group all of the time that runs everything, but we're not part of that group because we've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, as I just mentioned. So that's why it's so important that I talk about this. Yesterday I was talking to a fellow, his name's JP, he's an alarm guy, and he was here at the house, and we were talking, and, and, I, and I told him, I said, you know, the thing about it is, is once you understand what's going on, and you start talking to people and telling them the truth, they're either going to believe you or they're not going to believe you. They're either going to accept it or they're not going to accept it, or they're going to pretend like it's not happening. And see, and this is the big thing, isn't it? Everybody wants to stick their head, most of the people, probably 80%, want to stick their head into a hole, cover up their head, and say, it ain't happening, it ain't happening, it ain't happening. Guys, it's happening right now. 9% inflation rate. And then Joe Biden's coming in and saying now that you know he's going to run for president again. And they're saying now that the elect, all the Democrats want him to run. And now they're saying that the midterm elections are going to be unbelievably close. That's all a lie. The midterm elections are going to get hacked again. It's like they've been hacked for decades. And they're going to be hacked with more ballot stuff and with people wearing masks and more social distancing and more lockdowns. So people have mail-in ballots still because they don't want to have a huge swing towards the Republican side in Congress. So the same group that I've talked about right now, the synagogue of Satan, is controlling the elections also. And they're the ones that are going to say, oh, by the way, it's really tight right now. Look at the polls. We've done the polls. That way, when this happens and the polls don't shift a lot for the midterm elections or the the constituency of the White House or the constituency of the Senate or the you know, the House of Representatives or whatever doesn't get changed, 
We can say, oh, it was close. It was a close election. The polls showed that. No, they don't. It's 9% inflation right now. We're back to what we were with Jimmy Carter, that other idiot, that other Zionist. And now we're sitting here looking at it going, wow, this is something else. Housing starts way down. They say you can get framers pretty much anywhere now. The mortgage companies are laying off thousands of employees because nobody's applying for mortgages anymore. It's like Austin said, mortgages will be soon at 10%. I remember when mortgages were 16, 17, 18, 20% back in the 70s. But now what it will do when you raise the interest rates on 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 what's happening with the Fed, it will strengthen the dollar. It will do that. And so this is something they should have done about three years ago. They should have started raising the interest rates so we would have another housing bubble, another stock market bubble. Remember, all of this stuff has been planned out. The pandemic was planned out 15, 20 years ago. They knew what they were going to release. They've had this bioweapon. They've had this RNA technology to inject into you for 20 years now. And now they're basically using it because they want to plan it all out. These guys are good about flow charts. They really are. But the problem they don't understand is that no matter what they do, God is omnipresent, and they really don't like that, by the way. That's why they said they never would have crucified the Son of Glory had they known what was going to happen. They don't. They couldn't understand how God is omnipresent. They couldn't get that, and that he would see what they were doing long before they did it. And so that's the thing that we have hope. We have hope and glory, hope in Jesus. And without that, these guys are going to win. But we can slow this mess down. And these prophecies are going to come to pass that God talked about in the book of Revelation and all the things with the seals being opened. That's going to happen. But in the end, we have victory in Christ. And when we die, which all of us are going to leave our mortal bodies here someday, unless Christ comes back and takes us up you know, in our bodies, we're basically going to be in a situation that we go directly to God. We don't have any downside on this deal. <laughs> God already took care of this. So don't get all stressed out over this. Live your life. Breathe fresh air. And like Austin said, if you live in a state that's absolutely awful, why don't you consider moving and go to another state that's free? It's not a bad idea. Which don't try to find some place besides Florida, though. Okay, or, or if you if you move to Florida, move to places like Chiefland, okay, up in the mid part of the center of the state, up near the Panhandle, because those areas are still geographically isolated and they can handle more people. Try to stay away from Orlando through Tampa, please, the I four corridor, because that's where we are. It's a nice place to live, but boy, is it crowded down on the highways. I thought I'd mention all that. Also, what do you think? What's your next story? Well, you could you could have said it any more succinctly, and you're absolutely right. Everybody and their mom, I feel like, is starting to move down to Central Florida to the point where you can't even drive on Interstate Four anymore. And it is because of a lot of that, which you just said. You know, a lot of these states that just absolutely hate people, and there are there's some of these states that I mean, they they just they hate their citizens. They hate them. They absolutely cannot stand American citizens at all in their cities, in their counties, in their states. And it's sad, you know, because the United States, the United States, united as all states under, you know, basically the United States of America, were designed for people to live freely. But that is also why we have individual states. It was set up like that very, very specifically, that if you live in a specific state, You don't like the policies anymore. You don't like what the constituents are doing there. You don't like what the politicians are doing there. You have a right to load up your stuff and head to the next state. That was the whole point of it. That really was the whole point, to make it as diverse as possible, to make it as open and free as possible. That's what happens in a constitutional republic. And so it is very important that you understand why it was built that way and why it is our duty, our right to speak up 
and try to maintain the freedoms that we have. And again, if you live in a state that's gone completely failured, like California, I mean, my personal opinion, I think California is a failed state financially, morally. And you can look at it, especially when you look at Southern California. Now, Northern California, there's a lot of really good places up there still, a lot of actually rural places up there. That's why they've talked about many a time separating California from basically North and South California because a lot of the people in North California do not want to be associated with the Southern California at all. And I get that completely. And this is why it's set up the way it is. And as you continue to see this perversion continue to basically rear its ugly head and more and more people constantly jump on the bandwagon of the current thing, you realize more very, very quickly why it's so important that everybody, everybody is vocal. I saw a video yesterday and I, my jaw almost dropped. You know, I, this, this was actually a Senate hearing and this is a radical pro-abortion activist Democrat UC Berkeley Law professor, Professor Kira Bridges, and Missouri GOP Senator Holly questioned her several times on the phrase basically that you're referring to individuals with the capacity for pregnancy. That would be women or females. And she came up with this flim flam response about, oh, cis women and many women and cis trans women and non-binary. Oh, my gosh. It was nauseating. But listening to her speak, I felt like I just became stupider after listening to her talk. I mean, like my brain cells were starting to fall away just hearing her speak. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing the fact that this individual is actually a professor. And then she finds this, this is the part, this is the part that really, I really got a kick out of it. She finally goes when Senator Holly flat out goes, no, only women can have babies. And she goes, wow, what you're saying is you're opening up people to violence by whether or not you're stating that trans people can have babies. You're setting people up and recognizing they're open to violence and you're encouraging it. And I, I, I couldn't, like I said, listening to her talk was just a less, it was like talking to a wall. And the senator's looking at her and he goes, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, he goes, what? You're a professor? Like, this is actually what you're saying here? You're blatantly admitting that people other than biological females can have babies? And I mean, she, she was bold faced, wholeheartedly convinced that anyone can have a baby. Didn't matter how you identify. You just pick what you want to be today. I've just, I basically decided today I'm going to be a male walrus and I'm going to have walrus babies. And this lady would flat out say, Oh, oh that's exciting. I'm glad. I'm, I can't wait to see your walrus babies. Literally, this is how stupid and inept this individual is. The problem with it is, guys, these are the individuals that are teaching our younger generation. She's a professor at Berkeley Law. She's a professor. She's got a law That's degree. Right. <laughs> like, this is the scary part. This isn't some individual that's got a YouTube channel that's just a floundering moron. She's a professor with a law degree speaking and teaching young children this unbelievably inept moronic topics that have no basis in reality or science. This is what they're doing as fast as they can. If they can convince and they can basically pervert the younger generation 
there will be no constitutional public, my friends. This is what I told you guys the other day. This isn't a debate about gender. This isn't a debate about gender. This is an argument trying to convince people that the laws of nature don't exist. And if you can convince people to actually start believing and start speaking that the laws of nature don't exist, well, by all means, biblical laws can certainly not exist because the laws of nature and the laws of God Almighty are intertwined. They're together. They're not just exclusive. You can't sit there and say, oh, yeah, well, men can have babies. But, you know, I believe in the Ten Commandments. No, they, they, you can't do that because everything you say, everything you try to refer to is completely and totally polar opposite at that point. And that's why they want to do this to the younger children. And this is why they're targeting the five- and six-year-olds. You know, I talked to a friend of mine the other day, and we were having a discussion on the alleged – don't say gay bill, which is ironic because it, it had no reference to gay at all in the bill down here in Florida. It's eight pages. Eight pages. It took like ten minutes to read it. And it blatantly goes into detail stating that no gender theory or gender ideology or topics of transgenderism is allowed to be taught to children under the age basically of eight years old. And I told you guys before, I thought that bill should have gone way th- further. I think it should have gone to either 12 or 13 years of age. Quite frankly, it needs to go through all K through 12. But, I mean, this was a start. But the sad part about it was, guys, is how many people actually got mad about this. And that's what I continually said. I said, are we really having a discussion right now that you're arguing with me, that you have a right to talk to my five-year-old son or my four-year-old daughter? about the fact that you can talk to them about your perverted, tranny, pedophile ideology without me present? This is literally the argument we're having right now? And the answer was yes, absolutely. That's exactly what the argument was about. These pedophiles, these perverts, they want to have the ability to put as much filth and perversion into your child's skulls as much as possible without you being present. That is the key factor, my friends, because most of them know if you're present and they start this up, they're probably going to get knocked out. There's a simple thing called sexual solicitation of a minor. You can't start talking to five- and six-year-olds about perversion and perverted topics and your weird, sick ideology. It's illegal. You can't do it. But suddenly in the classroom, oh, it's, everything's open topic. You can talk about whatever you want. This is why it's so important, my friends. Everybody gets active when it comes to what's going on with the school boards. I saw – I got a text the other day earlier about what's going on in Polk County School District. Anybody that's involved in Polk County, August 23rd, we're all voting for basically new school board and different people on the school board, and there's four individuals that are involved that basically are on – that are candidates that are running against the seats that are open on the school board. And there's Rick Nolte, Terry Clark, Justin Sharpless, and Jill Sessions. And I encourage people to do your research and figure out who you want to vote for on this because I'll tell you right now, I looked every single one of them in the face on that school board in Polk County when I brought dozens, dozens – I mean a rack. You guys saw the video. You can see it on video. I brought a rack of articles and clinical trials and case studies and research about why masks do not work, and especially 
them being harmful to young children and depriving them of oxygen and increasing bacterial ammonia and on and on and on and on and on. And I looked at them and about half the school board, you could see they're actually mildly receptive. And then there's another part of the school board. They're mad. They really got mad. And they didn't just get mad at me. One of them really, really got mad at dad. And it was interesting to watch her body language and her eye contact and her just positioning. She hated him. Absolutely hated him. Especially when he started talking about what was going on with the communism indoctrination and what was going on with everything that they've been doing and called them out. Guys, these are the people that are writing the policy and teaching our children. Get active. Get out there. Get vocal. Vote these pieces of garbage out if you know they're on your school board, if you know they're being openly active and promoting communism and what they're trying to push with critical race theory and the perversion they're trying to push on these young children. Be vocal. Do your research. Get involved the best you possibly can. What do you think, Dan? You know, it's it's funny, Austin, because uh, if I think if that person on the school board who was so angry at me could have basically had me drawn and quartered <laughs> and taken out back and shot, they probably would have done. It. They were that mad. They were. But Austin's not joking. It was, oh it no! Was of, yeah, it, 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 it was one of those. What the heck is he doing? Because what I did is I brought up I brought up the Frankfurt School. Yep. And see, I was a college professor for years, and I told him I said, "Look, I was a college professor for years. I'd never heard of the Frankfurt School." I said, I'm sure you guys have never heard of it because I wanted to let them have that benefit of the doubt in case they had heard of it, that they wouldn't be, so unquote, how should I say, held accountable for their knowledge. And I said, this was a group of basically people that left, you know, Germany and the United States in 1933 who then came to Columbia University and started pushing cultural Marxism to overthrow the Republic of the United States through communism. But they came in and subverted our culture. I went in, I mean, I mean, I went into that kind of detail in my entire 180 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I had 180 seconds. And the crazy part about it is they immediately, when I posted that particular thing, I, a good friend of ours, Michael Barrett, posted it for me. He was there videotaping my section in Austin's section. When he posted it, it was immediately pulled down by YouTube. I mean, it was like, I think it was six minutes. It was gone. Boom, done. And then he appealed to YouTube because the entire county meeting was left on YouTube. And he goes, how can you take and censor Ted Brower when he's telling the people this information when you're leaving it up with the entire county meeting? Why are you not taking down the entire county meeting? So they had to put it back up again because that viral, that video was going viral. And, of course, it would have got pulled down and, you know, it lost its momentum. But the point is this. I mean, you've got to be willing to tell the people the truth. And the only way you can tell them the truth is if you know the truth. You've got to be willing to go back into the historical records and look at what happened with cultural Marxism in the Frankfurt School. Just Google it. And realize it's the same group of neoconservatives. They were calling themselves neoconservatives back then. They were basically Marxists. They were communists. We forget what happened in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s in the United States and why we had the McCarthy hearings and why we had so many Hollywood people blacklisted because they were pushing communist ideals into the United States, including almost every major film star, including Lucille Ball and a whole bunch of other ones. All of them. I mean, you know, you know, the guy who played Spartacus, you know, Kirk Douglas, he was part of that. And a whole bunch of them were actually card-carrying members of the Communist Party being promoted by the Rothschild banking cartel, who also had the money and controlling interest in Hollywood and these studios and financing their movies. It was the same group that was basically pushing the cultural Marxism to come in and degradate our society with this transgender stuff, with this hateful speech. That they do now that you say anything about you, you could be a man having a baby. I'm just so, let's just be honest with you guys. That's just, 
that just ticks me off. It's so stupid. Now, there's a guy out in, in, in my, in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in, in Australia now, and he has come out with a new concept. He said that basically uh, guys need to plan the dates. Guys need to pay for money for dates. He's, a, he's like a, a dating coach, and he says that we've got to go back to male and female, and we've got to go back to the fact that men and women have different energies, which is true, and different ways of thinking, different brain function, and you know, and men need to be men, and women need to be women. And oh my gosh, because the, the, the people are coming after him. The how should I say the hardcore liberal lesbian weirdos are saying he wants men to be predatory again. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. You ask a girl for a phone number. I was talking to my 19 year old last night. She goes to the gym now and with another one of her friends, and she goes, "The guys won't even talk to him." She said the guys have been so beaten down by so many liberal women and lesbians and weirdos in the gyms that they're scared to talk to girls and ask them out or ask for their phone number that now the girls are supposed to ask the guys out because the guys are all sheepish and scared. This is nonsense. You know, women and men are different. Newsflash, you know, there's a man and there's a woman. There's a Y chromosome. There's an XY chromosome. There's a, they're, they're, they're different. There's you know, double X chromosomes. We got to get that. I mean, this is stupid. This is like biology 101 again that we're doing now in the 2022. And we're trying to pretend like guys are girls. They're not. This is all again part of that same group that believes that their God that we talked about on Tuesday is an hermaphrodite. And that God's got split in half when the creation started and half of him fell to the, to the abyss. So they want to resurrect their serpent God. This is the same group that's pushing that agenda to all of us. And when we get that, listen to that show on Tuesday. It'll really enlighten you on a lot of stuff. You'll understand it. Remember, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Sharon and I had the opportunity to pray for you guys again today. We love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, as you're starting to see a lot of these these this COVID pandemic start to spool up again, as you know, we've talked about now for months, I knew they were going to start this crap right before the midterms. Like Dad said, they got to get the mail-in ballots again. The mail-in ballots were instrumental in stealing the election. As far as in 2021, I mean, it was it was instrumental and they're going to try to do it again. You already see now bobblehead Fauci or flip flop Fauci, whatever his name is. I can't keep up with him anymore. He changed his topic so much. He already came out now and he blatantly has said that mask indoors and basically everybody needs to start wearing masks again because we're going to have another wave due to the waning immunity to the Omicron variant. Because you got to remember the transformer variant is constantly changing. Constantly updating. It's always always going to be there. You always got to be scared of it. Every time you go outside, be careful. Don't breathe too much fresh air when you walk outside because, you know, Transformer's going to get you. The new Omicron variant's going to have the, the, the BA-78 next week. You know, they're going to have 87 different types of variants that are out there right now. Got to be scared. No, guys. It's all about perpetuating a spirit of fear on a regular basis. As I saw an article earlier, and he was talking about how mass mandates need to start being worn all the time. I told you guys earlier with New York, L.A., it's all bringing mass mandates back. It was ironic. He was on a he was on an interview with Fox News, and he said, "There's one thing that's clear from the data, even though the vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus, they don't protect overly well, as it were, against infection. They protect quite well against disease. Well, it's complete and total lie." I told you guys yesterday, I got a phone call from my doctor out in Midwest. He said, nine out of ten of the individuals that are coming in now that are sick as a dog, they've all been fully injected. You know, three, four injections, boosters, shots, vaccines. I got my fourth booster. I'm good. I'm protected. 
can't breathe, going back to the hospital, don't know what to do, sick as a dog, but I'm protected against COVID. The whole thing's a lie, guys. It's complete and total theater. This is what happens when you constantly bombard the population with propaganda. You constantly lie to them. You constantly do everything you can to speak lies. This is why, again, Joseph Goebbels, godfather of propaganda in Nazi Germany, flat out said, if you make the lie big enough and you tell the lie long enough, you will eventually get everybody believing the lie. He's paraphrasing him. This is what they've done now. And they will keep COVID going. They, they spent too much money on advertisement. They spent too much money on political theater with COVID. They're going to keep it going. So and continue, my friends. Keep your immune system strong. Keep your body strong. Keep your mind strong. Keep exercising. Breathe fresh air. Get some sunshine. It's nice and hot out right now. It's like 105 in Florida, the heat index. Get some sun. <laughs> Make sure you get plenty of water. Get enough electrolytes in. Throw some muscle blasts, some ultimate multiple powder in your drink while you're walking. I did that the other day. Really helped out with energy. Really helped out with mineral balance in the body. Continue to stay strong, my friends. Ultimate multiple powder on sale right now for 20% off. The product of the week that you guys voted in, it won the COQ10 Ubiquinol. Incredibly good for the cardiovascular system. One of the staple products that I recommend for individuals that are continually maintaining a healthy cardiovascular system. Very, very effective product. Be sure to check it out. Healthmasters.com. Continue to stay strong, my friends. Continue to speak the truth. I appreciate you. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.